Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Cowboys podcast. My name is Alex. Today's date is Wednesday, August 2, 2023. We're a little more than halfway through the year, and the last half should be pretty fire. Now, uh, we're getting into the last couple episodes of uh, season nine. So, if you haven't been following, if you don't know what this podcast is about, it is oriented around professional development. Okay? Treat the next 30 minutes as if it were open office hours. And someone has come to our office with a particular question in mind. A little disclaimer up front is that anything you hear come out of my mouth or anything that is posted by us on our social media profiles and platforms, none of it. Why do I say anything? Anything? I could just say none. None of what I say, none of what is posted, none of what is shared should be construed as legal advice. You see, it took me a moment to fix that, a couple of episodes actually, but this is an ongoing project, not only to help you as aspiring professionals, but myself as well as an aspiring professionals on the path to becoming a consummate professional in every sense. Now, today's question, it's coming from r slash career guidance. And they're asking, or they're stating, because there's no question mark here, the manager wants me gone. The manager wants me gone. The company, though, doesn't. That's tough. That's fucking tough. You see, just right off the top, right off the top, based on what the title is saying, is that their immediate supervisor, I would imagine, their immediate supervisor doesn't want them with the company anymore. But the company does, right? So it tells me that senior leadership still wants them at the company. That's typically what the company is, who identifies as the company. It's going to be the senior leadership who steers the company. But the immediate supervisor does not want them there, which tells me that the hypothetical client is on their way to rocking the boat. Not a bad thing, not a bad thing, but they're making their supervisor their manager. They're making their manager uncomfortable. (laughs) And it might be in a positive way, right? What if they're making some waves, splashing around a bit to get everyone else juiced, to uh, get everybody else's performances up and boost them up? And the manager is like, why the fuck are you making so much noise? Why are you rocking the boat? I have been in a similar position. Not the manager's position. I've, I've always tended to push the envelope a little bit, right? Where I want my colleagues to be better than they were yesterday. And I want the company to be better with every fucking transaction, if possible, right? Because it is hard. It is a little difficult to get feedback on every single transaction that the company is involved in. But if you can do so, if you can manage to do so from the ground level, then as the numbers and the metrics filter up, toward the top, 
performance aligns with intent and motive, which is to improve and innovate if possible, right? But more often than not, it's going to be to improve. Innovation comes from efficaciousness, from improving on both the speed and the creativity, the speed and the service and the intersection between those. So the body on this one, the body is saying that they had an impromptu, impromptu meeting with my manager where he unexpectedly, they write in parentheses, he laid into me, laid into me, meaning that they started bagging on their performance, pretty much sandbagging their performance, if anything, right? If, if the manager is not doing their job, let's say, if the manager is just a manager, if the manager is just settled into this position and showing up for the check, if the manager is not really a leader, then they're not going to be leading. It's going to be in their interest to hold you back. If you want to get better in your department and the manager sees you putting up numbers, the manager sees you establishing or instating some positive solutions, more creative approaches to service, to the operation, they will stop you. Believe you me that they will stop you because, because the change is something different for them. The change to them means more work. Even if it's just different work, even if it's more efficient work, even if it's better performance overall, even if you end up working less. <laughs> the fact that it's different, the fact that it's quote unquote change, the fact that it's something that they haven't already been, the, the fact that it's not the status quo in their fucking mind might well mean that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And any attempt to fix it is going to create quote unquote more work. So yeah, I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've lived it. I pray, we pray to God that if we get to a point like that, right? And I've, I've made some moves, right? I, I have made some moves where if I get suppressed, if, if a good idea gets knocked down, then I got to knock down a motherfucker to get this good idea across the field, right? But I pray, I pray if I ever find myself in a position like that, and my colleagues know this, we pray that if we ever find ourselves in a position like that, where personal interest gets in the way of positive construction, right? Of something that is moral, something that is virtuous, something that is honorable, where integrity comes into question. If our integrity begins to crumble, be it because I, I, I don't want to give up my fucking bonus, be it because I, I don't want to quote unquote work more, be it because I've grown old, right? And I refuse to retire. I've just become a, 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 a cankerous, senile, old fuck. And I don't want to hang up the jersey. I pray I get retired from the game. <laughs> because what good am I doing if I can't even manage correctly? If I can't manage human resources correctly? And your employees, 
your subordinates, your soldiers, are exactly that. They're human resources. So if you cannot capitalize on opportunities as they present themselves in real time, in the form of a human, if you don't have the social, the professional capacity to take advantage of these ideas as they are born, as they are conceived, as they are brought up to you on the corporate ladder. And I've had managers, I've had bosses tell me, shut up, Alex, we don't pay you to think. Get back to work. Those motherfuckers end up regretting it. (laughs) If you don't speak up, you end up regretting it. And now I'm in the business where if you tell motherfuckers to get back to work, but you don't pay them to think, you end up regretting it. As a corporate cowboy, those good ideas that supposedly might go to waste are the ideas that create capital for clients. Now, in our case, our hypothetical client isn't telling us that. I just went off on a, on a rant just based off of the title, but I'm giving you a little privy, a little preview, if you will, on what it means to have a consultant in your corner. You might not have a circle of friends, some buddies, drinking buddies to bullshit with on the weekends about the next right move to make or the next possible. It might not even be right for you because it might be a good idea, might be a good approach, but if you can't act on it because of a lack of balls or whatever, because of a lack of courage or whatever, then it might not be right for you. But that's, you know, that's what clients engage us for. This, what you're hearing now, is just general advice. General advice. Take it with a salt lick, right? The body says that they had an impromptu meeting with my manager where he unexpectedly laid into me, accusing me of poor performance, among other things. Man, I don't know. You see, we have so many questions. And of course, when they first come to us, upon intake, we're asking not a million background questions, but we need to know some background information about the industry they're in, the experience they have, the education, what the infrastructure, the organizational structure, how the hierarchy works, any systems for reporting any systems for accounting and recording all of that matters if you can record and have the receipts for your productivity then no manager in their right mind would accuse you of not performing adequately no manager in their right mind would accuse you of poor performance why because you got the receipts to bury them with now It does matter how you conduct yourself, how you carry yourself, right? If you've shown up to work each and every day as, as, uh, I'm going to say meek, as a meek individual. And so they say that the meek will inherit the earth. But I think in today's day and age, meek has been watered down even, right? Because a meek person can still be capable. But nowadays, meek can be interpreted as weak shy, a 
coward individual. That's not what me means, right? But if you show up to work as a, as a, as a drone, right, just from check to check, and you don't have it in the back of your mind that these motherfuckers, these uh, these managers, these managers, and your colleagues to some extent are not in the business to help you. They're in the business to help themselves, right? They might not even be in the business of business like you might be to take care of business. So if you are not protecting and covering your own ass when it comes to performance, right? Because your performance directly impacts the performance of the company. If you're not taking care and looking out for yourself, very, very few, exceedingly few, increasingly few other individuals will give a fuck about your performance. I've, I've only ran it in my career. I've only ran into maybe, um, I want, well, hold on. I want to say I can count them on my hands, but because I've conducted myself, I, I didn't take too long when I entered the workforce to take on this professional image. I didn't wait too long, right? I, I did not wait at all, I want to say. So I feel like I've conducted myself in a way that commands respect because I'm respectable, but I've been respectful doing it, right? So I, for me, it might be the inverse, but time and time again, I meet people who have issues, who have issues with management. Me personally, I've got issues with authority. I don't have so much so many issues with management because I know what management entails, right? Management is just a title. Authority is not a title. Authority is a concept. Authority is like it's fluid, like power, right? And power you can play with. It's a mental game. Business is war. Business is a mental game. The value you can bring, the value you can provide, and there are ethical and unethical ways of doing business, right? You can sell somebody bullshit if you're a good bullshitter. It's not ethical, but you can do it. That's authority. You can sell it to them on authority. You can sell it to them by power. So, so either by force or persuasion, right? And it, but it might not be ethical. <laughs> this, this, uh, this conversation sounds a little uh, superfluous. Superfluous? Given that the, the question doesn't really have anything to do about authority and power, but it, it's, all, it's all tied in and, and bound by what corporate is. I, I, I love, I enjoy investigating this type of shit, right? And I might be the exact opposite, the equal and polar opposite of motherfuckers who complain about capitalism. Capitalism is the bane of our existence. Nah, man, capitalism gave you your fucking existence. How about that? <laughs> I, I, I love it. It's capitalism till I die, right? That's, that is a motto. Fucking make a, a bumper sticker out of that if you want. Make a t-shirt. So the feedback... I'm continuing here because I, I, uh, what's the term called? Deviated a bit. So they're accusing me, they're accusing me of poor performance, among other things. 
the feedback, the feedback was resoundingly bad. It felt like a pretext for firing me. This comes after he went around to torpedo one of my biggest projects, which I initiated on my own. Ooh, fuck. <laughs> I've been there. I have been exactly there. Exactly there. Having a manager torpedo one of your own projects because it didn't come from the manager's head. That's a hater. That's a motherfucking hater. Uh, not incompetent because apparently they know how to navigate corporate politics to the extent of being able to torpedo your idea, right? And if they're able to torpedo your idea, well, I mean, they're not stupid either. They just don't want that change in status quo, like I mentioned earlier. Ooh, you like that callback, huh? Yeah. So because it didn't come from their head, now they feel like they're entitled to fucking hate on your idea and tell others that it won't fucking work, that it's a piece of shit garbage idea. And so they torpedo it by either attacking, attacking its feasibility, attacking it logically, attacking your credibility, right? A attacking it using, using rationality by, you know, asserting the status quo, which might also be another appeal to others' authority. But if you continue with logic intact, more often than not, and I say more often than not because, you know, there's always that, that last resort, that last resort that doesn't uh, bode well inside a corporate, but in the parking lot, hey, <laughs> there's always that last resort. But for the most part, you approach work, you approach your career with logic intact, and your livelihood is pretty secure. Your livelihood is, is pretty much guaranteed, right? But, you know, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener during war, right? That being said, continuing, they write, he's made it clear that he doesn't want me working on it because, quote, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, maybe that's the wrong way of using that quote. I oh, know that was the right way of using that quote. No, that wasn't the right way of using that quote. Well, regardless, typographical error aside, the manager is uh, expressly, expressly discrediting, expressly, expressly disavowing this employee's initiative. And it's funny that they, that they bring up these projects because few employees actually venture to follow through on an initiative, get it implemented, get it started, get it implemented and keep it running. Now you try and do that without the support of management. It's like signing your own death warrant, right? But we still, we have yet to see at what point the company steps in, at what point senior leadership steps in to, um, to, uh, what's it called? What's it called to pull the plug? Is it to pull the plug on the manager's power, right? Like if the manager is trying to let you go and senior leadership steps in to, um, what's the term called? See, this is why this is a good, it's a good exercise. The, the word is on the tip of my tongue and I can't 
can't get it out. All right, well, I'm looking for the point. We're looking for the, we're waiting on the point that senior leadership steps in, right? And uh, what's the term called? <laughs> Overrides, that's right, that's right. Overrides this manager's authority, right? Because I'm thinking this initiative was a good idea, right? Otherwise, it would have never gotten started. So there is some, there is some uh, credibility that was used to get it started. There is some feasibility to it. There is some effectiveness uh, to it. There is some effectiveness to it, some positive effect for the company. Otherwise, they would not have allowed you to even pursue it. Right? So you, it sounds like you've got some smart individuals, some smart motherfuckers who are with the times. Sounds like you got some of them with you, but I mean, you've got this manager in the way. What, what are you to do, right? So here's what happens. Continuing, they write, uh, he's made it clear that he doesn't want me working on it because, quote, I don't know what I'm thinking about. But now, but now other people higher than him are going around my manager to explicitly ask that I continue working on the project. What's the next move here? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So you got senior leadership who sees the benefits of this initiative. You've got a hating ass manager who wants to get rid of your ass. Why? Because, I mean, personally, if I were that manager, I would co-sign the initiative, right? Especially if I see, right, the writing on the wall, which is senior leadership wants it to happen. Why would you not co-sign it? It came from your division, from your department. You are this employee's manager, right? You can, you can be a hater and still approve it. I mean, you don't want to be a hater, but... I feel like most listeners understand what I'm saying is that you might not <clears throat> want, there you go, you might not want to appreciate how good of an idea this is, but you must recognize it as a good idea. And the fact that senior leadership wants it to happen, why wouldn't you put your name on the same dotted line as your employee? Give them some resources. Help them out. Why? Because ultimately you will get some credit. The credit, the credit just like the bullshit rolls downhill, right? But no, but no. Instead, you want to stick your leg out and trip your own subordinate, your own soldier within your division. What kind of a fucking officer? What kind of, what kind of, what kind of a leader does that. It's obvious you're not a leader. It's obvious you're just a manager. You're just managing your own time, really, because it's apparent you don't know what to do with real, living, breathing human resources. So, I mean, they could, they could use some education themselves. But the employee here, what are their options? I mean, straight to the point. Straight to the point, keep working on the initiative. But record everything. Obvious. Obvious, right? It doesn't matter that this happened in a, in a boardroom meeting and 
it was all said verbally or orally to you. Hey, Alex, keep, uh, keep working on that project. Meanwhile, your manager is over there trying to hold shit bricks in, trying to hold bricks of shit in so they don't fucking shit a brick, trying to let you go, trying to fire you because they will plot and plan on your demise. What you, oh, what you thought acquisition of power only rolled uphill? Nah, no, fam. If you challenge their power, that also rolls downhill. That, uh, that retaliation rolls downhill. There's actions to consequences. Not just, not just material. Hold on. There's, there's actions to consequences. True. Okay. Right. Because those are called reactions. But there are consequences to actions. And we might not see them. Early on, as a novice, you might not see it. And there were a couple of points in my career early on, I might add, but also later on. I mean, you never really stop learning when you're in corporate. Just, just how deep the depths of a human soul goes because motherfucking snakes are, are, are not just at the bottom of the pyramid. The snakes are on every rung of the fucking ladder, on every floor of the corporate ladder. So you have to understand you have to understand, maybe, maybe by putting yourself in your manager's shoes, how they feel. You have to understand it, right? You can appreciate how they understand it, but it doesn't require your respect. I don't respect how they feel. Why? Because at the end of the day, how they feel has nothing to do with how I conduct my business as a professional. And if what I'm doing as a professional is good for business, is good for the company, is something that senior leadership wants to see happen for the benefit of the team, that one motherfucking manager who doesn't want it to happen, who wants to indirectly hurt the team, they're the enemy. And you can actually have domestic enemies. That's what the U.S. Constitution is for. <laughs> what time is it 26 all right we got we got a couple of minutes i think i i ended on that i ended a mic with a mic drop on that i ended with a mic drop on that but i will read to you one or two uh, little comments uh before i do that let me just summarize i think my, my uh, general advice would just be to uh, keep the pace maintain your workflow as you are doing it because it's apparent that you have senior support you have leadership support right so leadership is there it sounds like they're backing your play but you want receipts for that always you want it recorded you want to record any interactions any communications between you and your immediate manager so that if if the day comes where they try to fabricate some bullshit because that day will come. They will try and fabricate some bullshit about how you try to undermine the overall mission of the company and they try to prop themselves up as the good guy, as the good dude, as the good person. You're going to have to respond with fire. <laughs> you're going to have to you're going to have to respond with uh, equal and overwhelming force, right? That said, uh, the first comment here, the first comment here says, this is a hard situation. No, not hard at all. Uh, they write, I would start preparing a resume. Why do motherfuckers always want to leave, man? 
Why? I, I get you can leave, right? I get you can leave, but if you conduct business open and transparently, you can stay. You just have to be open, transparent, and transparent means recording, right? If you're recording what takes place over time, at the end, at the end of time, at the end of, I don't know, this manager's career, the man, at the end of the manager's career, or when it's about to finalize, maybe it, it, it becomes, uh, it boils over into some kind of conflict where there's an internal investigation that takes place. At, the, at that finality, at that final point, at that climax, at that climax right there, what they can do is look back at the records. How transparent were your actions, right? How, how honest were your actions? And let the, uh, let the court of public opinion take over there. But folks who want to start... Uh, you you, you got to start preparing that resume. I mean, it's good to have a resume, but don't leave. I mean, don't leave business undone. I think um, I feel like I feel like I believe a lot of people choose to run from problems, problems that they might have started. Right. Because you started this problem. I, really, what you did was identify a problem because this manager is a problem whether it was with you or without you, right? They apparently don't want to move. They apparently don't want the company to move or improve, right? So you've identified a problem. And now is the time for you to become a creative problem solver, right? So you've creatively identified a problem. That problem may grow to be a thorn in somebody's side, maybe a thorn in the president's side, in the CEO's side, or in the side of a, a director, another executive officer, right? And if you just dip out, if you just dip out, you have an improved business by leaving, right? You still have a duty. You still have a duty to take care of business. Now, in a, in, a, in a more objective, in a more perfect world, and in a more improved, in an, in an ideal world, right? There would be no problems in business. You would stick around in a company, in an organization, until you exhausted all potentials, all opportunities for your advancement, for your improvement, for your uh, professional development, if you will, right? And you have that resume up to date. You have it polished. but the moment you grow a little bigger than your position is when you would start applying to outside companies and taking interviews. Why? Because you want a better position. Something that pays more, something where you have more responsibility, some place where you have uh, additional duties, where you have more access to knowledge, to resources, to opportunities. Not because some dumb motherfucker, not because the ops cropped up in your own camp and you want to flee <laughs> you're not that doesn't make you a journeyman that that, that doesn't make you a uh, uh i don't know if that makes you a professional because you're you're leaving work undone i mean the work is never over right in the context of a career but you started something and you didn't see it through is what i'm getting at so
You start something, you have to see it through. That's for the love of the game. That, that might lead you to the last resort. But if you haven't trained yourself, if you haven't practiced and conditioned yourself for that either, I mean, what can I tell you? You got you to gotta get your reps in. You got to get your reps in. Be sure the shit stays sharp and oiled down type of thing. Take care of yourselves.